You are what you're looking for. Yes? Like an immediateness of it. Wow. We have this now. This voice comes and keeps yeah. recording and then unrecording. <laughs> and this eerily sounds like my mother. <laughs> All right. So, so the premise is you and I, well, it says just say you. You are what you're looking for, but not the you that thinks it's king. Yes? But you, what we are is what we're looking for. And the fact that we are that, like Ramana says, the, the greatest mystery is reality, uh, wanting to attain reality, being ourselves reality. Yeah. So that's the assumption that the message uh, is based on. Now, I feel it is a fact, but let's just say it's an assumption or it's a possibility. So we start there. And then when you start there, in the mental activity as a conception and it conceives that non-existent thing, let's say this body is existing and actually the cause of its own existence. And from that condition, that non-existent thing wants to gain salvation for the non-existent thing. Okay, so first you and I are being, being reality ourselves is the all negate comes out. Where the be existing and then wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. Yeah. Now, if this is the Our spiritual practices themselves are is based on you are what you're looking for. Yeah. That you have to go through any Herculean task to become that because you are it. Being ourselves reality gives meaning to everything that comes through it. So all the warning and the invitations and the suggestions are, are based on being ourselves. If there's disagreement there, then fundamentally, it's not going to make any sense in a way, because you're going to believe, why would I be attaining reality unless I'm not, or let's say I'm a distant part of it, or I'm a forgotten little atom of it, or somehow. That's not what non-duality is supporting. Non-duality is supporting the immediate fact that overrides anything that can appear to be true in time, that you are that, yeah? The I am is I am, yeah? The I was Paul, the I will be Paul, and therefore the mental I am Paul does not override I am. I am supersedes all of that, yes? Yeah, okay, so then if, if this is the case, if there's a mistake and we're identified as something that we're not, or let's say, as Huang Po said, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. So let's say the act of perceiving has been misidentified as the perceived, yeah? In other words, I believe I'm the one who's seeing this body, yes? That's the basic assumption that is, so to speak. So whatever can be perceived can be perceiving. And so what happens with this non-existent thing 
it's it's taken to be existing and how it takes existing is that which is existence which is what's perceiving is now claimed to be an attribute of the perceived so i'm the one that's aware when there, all there is is awareness yeah. now the idea i'm aware and if the idea i'm aware gets floated then there's the old the opposite idea i'm unaware and most of the time we're spending in unawareness not awareness yes you'll be unaware that being sells awareness there's no need to become awareness because we never became less awareness yes so the idea of becoming more aware is predicated on an assumption that's not true that you can be less aware because all there is is awareness you see so in this in this assumption your spiritual practices themselves are doing something unbeknownst to many of us and what they're doing is reinforcing the non-existent thing to be us and how can they destroy it yeah this is the this is the conundrum so if what you're doing to attain reality actually disguising reality yeah and that's a fundamental big boo so to speak yeah it can't be corrected because every action is reinforcing that little mistake it's not alleviating the mistake it's reinforcing mistake yeah it's the same like if you try to get out of what you're not in you're inf- reinforcing the idea you're in it yeah you think the out is the perfect logical movement if you're in but you're not in you see this is the dilemma that non-duality is based on it's questioning the fundamental assumption of where we think we start from yeah which changes the whole way you look at the game board it's not saying this is the fastest way to get to boardwalk you know on monopoly and this is the way you can you know fucking whatever place the baltimore which isn't on there but then you want to get to the board but the fact is all of those strategies to eat up your recognition or becoming merged with unity and shit is reinforcing the idea of separation how so how can they produce unity if their agenda or their their intent is to produce or reinforce separation yeah it's so when you come to the message when the message hits you in a face sort of like a zen bitch slap yeah hits you in a face it's there to shock you into recognizing what's actually going on yeah not hoping that something else will go on, but actually seeing the fundamental option that's that's false that keeps constantly getting reinforced yeah so i keep using the buddha to seek the buddha as the buddha but it's all cloth and in, in a narration called paul and you can see you can sit here and go oh that's insane using the buddha to seek the buddha but you may be doing it exactly that as paul you see that's what the message is the message is not like oh this is an interesting you know mystical tidbit you can't use the no it's meant to show you are you in that example are you the living illustration of that example yeah that's why that's what the message is it hits you and you you see wait wait a minute <laughs> this is what happened talking on it's stubborn the denial of it i gave a talk in a 
a retreat in North Carolina. So they'd have this retreat for seven days, and on this last sixth or seventh day, they bring some gunsters in, teachers, other places to talk. So, and I went there a number of years, so I'd get that, and then I'd be talking about spiritual addiction, this idea of what you're using to escape something is reinforcing that which you want to escape. Yeah, that's not a that's not like a oh that was in the 1870s. It's a living observation now. Yeah, and if the shoe fits, you wear it because then. So, so this thing of you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha isn't like a, just like a mental uh, gymnastics. It's meant to see if you can see that in your case, Buddha is being called Kate or Susanna or Paul. So the Buddha is seen as Paul and it makes total sense for Paul to seek the Buddha. Yeah, unbeknownst that it's the Buddha. So that's why he says the greatest mystery is reality wanting to attain reality because reality is taking itself to be something else that allows that possibility, which is completely insane, to make total sense. From Paul's point of view, it makes sense to study Buddhism so that maybe I can acquire some attributes I truly believe I don't have, but I believe Buddha had. So I'm going to do... Buddhism to get some of the attributes Buddha had, like equanimity and you know, what of dispassion and shit like that. Yeah, all the while, while I'm trying to acquire those traits, I'm hiding those traits because I'm the Buddha. That's the that's the assumption of non-duality. If you don't agree with that, that's your shot. That's if that source says non-duality, it's not because that's the invitation. Yeah. You find what you are by seeing what you're not, because you already are that. There's no need to become what you already are. The need to become what you already are is, is the fallacy of living from what you're not, because you believe Paul can become the Buddha all the while being the Buddha. Yeah. It's like a thumb torture thing. You just tell the truth, you're stuck. Yeah, you don't say, oh, that's an interesting thing. Well, let's look at it from a physics. If you move this way, no. Feel, are you in that fucking thumb torture? Yeah? Are you, have you been doing that? Or seemingly, it's not you. That's the beautiful news. Yeah? So you can be fearless and thorough. You can tell the truth because what you're telling the truth about isn't you. Yeah? You're never going to... See, when you think it's you, that's why you have mentors or people or sponsors and shit, because you have tons of blind spots because it doesn't, it's not advantageous for the system to see that it's a failed system. It's got a whole giant agenda to keep that from itself. Yeah. You're, and you're going to take counsel from that. So no, in life, you actually realize I got to talk to someone else, go to a therapist or a fucking shaman or something like that because you realize i'm not getting the information it's going through a giant filtering system yeah well this is while you think you're doing that you're the aspect of a much bigger doing of that where you you're not the buddha is being used to seek the buddha do you see success in that no 
obviously. The way we're blind to being the Buddha is trying to become the Buddha. Yeah. This is the basis of non-duality. You know, if I was selling shoes, you know, whatever, it'd be a different story. <laughs> but the fact is, you are what you're looking for. Then why isn't it obvious? Well, that's what we speak about. Yeah. So you describe the activities that keep having a life lived from a false reference point. Yeah. That same reference point will be presented, but you won't be on the reference point finally. Yeah. You'll be somewhere else watching the head instead of looking from it. Yeah. It's totally different when you're seeing it than looking from it. When you're looking from it, the magic trick of time is taken place. Yeah. That which was that comes after the idea of Joyce is now that which is before. That magic trick can only happen in time. Yeah. Because first and foremost, and there's only the before, which is what we are. Then the mental process makes up a story about what we're not. And then when it does, it presupposes that what you're not to be before everything. And then you actually think you're making up the story of you. You, the identification now gets applied to that which produced the sense of you. You think you did it. <laughs> you think you're doing the production that produces the sense of you. That's the bondage of self. The bondage of self is being tied to an imaginary idea. And you're drowning, and yet there's no evidence. You're buoyant, you got your little fucking life vest, but somehow you're not understanding that possibility and you're fighting as if you're going under. And therefore, all that fighting gets you tired and you do go fucking under. Yeah? So this is the basic premise. And in a way, if there's any direction in it, you would call it the negative way, the negative way. You're trying to see what you're not. You're not trying to see it. You just see what you're not. And then you have a vague understanding that from the talks that you, it comes into focus. And then you don't need the vague understanding. You see it. Yeah. You become aware of it. You don't have an understanding that says, I think I'm in the vicinity of it. It's sort of getting coming into focus, no, you see it. And that's, and then that seeing it implies that you're not that, obviously, yeah? When you see something, it's not of you because you're somewhere else seeing it. So after a while of seeing it, one of those times, because the emphasis habitually keeps being put on what's seen, stays in the scene, yeah? And then something happened enough attention and interest has left the preoccupation of the selfing and now is resting in the ever-present condition, yeah? So now there isn't a struggle to turn off the radio. You just lose interest in hearing it a lot, yeah? So if you reported what it did sound like, it sounded like for 40 minutes, you know, and then every once in a while, an important topic, New York Yankees or, <laughs> or Amelia or something, but it's mostly there's nothing. I mean, you don't even hear it like words anymore. You just hear it like a, like a mental like a mental brook, you know, with the, the thoughts just run over the rocks of fucking concepts, you know. <laughs> but so now you're here. And then when you're here, it tells you, obviously, you've always been here. Yeah. So the proof is definitely in the pudding. 
when when you see through something, it tells you it's always been this way, always. There's no exemption. The worst day when I got run over wasn't an exception of it. The greatest day when I had a huge epiphany wasn't the exception to the rule. The rule is nothing ever really happened. <laughs> Tons of shit's happening all the time, but nothing ever culminates into a happening. We are it, yeah? So now you have the eyes of verbing and you see the verbing because it makes no sense when you're trying to see the verbing from a noun eye, yeah? The glasses of being the doer, you'll never recognize that all there is, like Lord Buddha supposedly said, events are happening, deeds are done. You'll never get a feeling of that. You'll always believe an event happening means there's someone behind it. And if there was a deed done, some fucker did it. If it wasn't me, it was you, usually you. And if it wasn't you, it was God or some fucking thing, yeah? But see, that mental logic, that little speed bump that we run into where there's a verb notice and then the noun is just presupposed. It's quick, you can, it's so, your, your nature is a verb. You'll adapt to it much quicker than all the time it took to adapt to the fucking noun world. You will. When you hear a description of what you are, like some descriptions in the Course of Miracles are pretty good. Like you're the dreaming of the dreaming. Yeah. Uh, you give everything all the meaning it has. Sounds so much more intimate. Uh, you, were, you got arrested when you were 12 years old in Rockville Center. You got arrested when you were 12 years old one month in Rockville Center. You got arrested 12 years old three months. <laughs> You had a tendency of being arrested in Rockwell Center. <laughs> yeah, you read that bio- biography, but it doesn't feel you're real. When you hear a description of you as a verb, it makes it just makes so much more sense. It just feels right. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole lot of thoughts, but there's no thinker of them. Yeah, Hallelujah, because really, when you see when you see the verb within the noun, which is the selfing instead of the self, when you see the selfing instead of the self, there's a lightness that no noun could ever adapt or ever achieve or ever produce because it's the noun that makes things fucking heavy. It is, see? So the noun's never gonna have its wish because it's sort of like we always say, you hear about this great party, but as soon as you get there, it sucks. That's sort of like what it's like. Yeah, you can jump off of a bridge and when you come off that, you'll be a noun again. You'll be a noun that jumped off the bridge. Yeah, the noun has got an incredible, uh, it regroups, it can regroup. It can like an incredible epiphany that you would think would blow the noun away forever. The noun comes up with a, oh, I think I'm having an epiphany. There goes the epiphany. Yeah, as soon as the noun, the noun frames the verb, the, fer- the verb is neutered, really. And the point is, it's not an exotic phenomena. It's a mental activity. It's mechanical. It's not personal. You're not doing it. It's just doing a you. And then you identify, then there's an identification with that you. And then the you thinks it's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the lightness is, is when you see thoughts, but without the thinker. Yeah. Well, you don't see, because there has never been a thinker. It just doesn't go to that point. Thoughts do not arrive at I'm the thinker. It doesn't. You don't. 
the thought always backs in. The mental state constantly backs in, but you're not backing in with it anymore. You're just like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. So acts, deeds are done, events happening, but there's no individual doer thereof. There's really. Yeah. So it's not like denying that nothing ever happened. Tons of shits are happening all day. But in fact, nothing ever really happened. Yeah. Because nothing's started and stopped. It's all flowing constantly. Yeah. So you get a flavor of a verb and it feels so much different than like the straight jacket of a noun. You know, some people got a straight jacket of a noun on them when they were 15 years old and everyone in their family sees them as that noun. It's never going to change. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have to live as that now. That's the good news. So I hope that didn't make sense to you, Jamie. And uh, yeah, because the whole point of the message isn't to get it to you. It's to get it through you. Yeah, you're the deterrent we're trying to avoid. Yeah, this is true spiritual bypassing. We're trying to bypass you on the spiritual highway and get to the rest area as quickly as possible. And then arriving at the rest area on having never left. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Then you start having a feeling of what time is, yeah, and what it's not, yeah. And you see, in time, everything is put off, everything. And then requirements take the place of the innate naturalness of it right now. You start having to fulfill some heroic activities or somehow you're a bit busily trying to convince something to give you a little bit of a, like, you know, permission to be okay. Yeah. And that thing, that fucking thing that's playing God can turn on you at any minute. It adds more obstacles to the course. The fucking water's deeper, throws a shark or two in there <laughs> and shit like that. And just, it's like a slavery. When why is it, why? I sure felt like I started from somewhere different when I was younger. Yeah, when I was a kid. And then uh, somewhere along the line, introspection set in, accompanied by a lot of thought. And then I, I felt a discomfort, uncomfortability, and I didn't, wasn't sure of anything. I was sure you were you, but when I looked inside, I didn't see anything. So basically, I had to come up with a song and dance to keep anyone else from seeing that. And basically, that was pretty strenuous. And then I wanted relief, like badly, at 12 years old. And when I drank, I got relief from that mental preoccupation. And, I, and at that point, I was willing to do anything, uh, you know, I was willing to handle any consequence tomorrow, not to feel uncomfortable now. That was the demand in me. Yeah, all manufactured and made up, but it seemed as real as real can be. And it led me to attempting to escape. And the point is, we cannot escape from self as self. I would have liked to have heard that earlier, but, you know, it took... <laughs> I did hear, I had the ears to hear it when I finally did hear it. That self can't get out of self. So that's why Buddha, a.k.a. Paul, yes, can't fucking realize the Buddha because it is the Buddha. You see? 
So what's the point? What's the dilemma there? Is it the Buddha seeking the Buddha? No, it's the identification as Paul. When that's questioned and you see that that doesn't bind you, even though it says it already has bound you, it doesn't bind you without your agreement, so to speak. Yes? So basically, if you had the possibility of becoming self, you would probably say no, you know? Really, you would. But see, the mental process says you already are one. So the only possibility is escape. Yeah? We want to get out of self, and that's its best trap, because getting out of it reinforces the reality of being in it. That's why the great wisdom of no escape is seeing there's nothing to escape from. Yeah? Yeah? So that which is attempting to escape as you from you isn't you yeah and it doesn't have to be verified by it stopping completely you'll be waiting forever you just see it as not you you see it as a non-volitional activity a mechanical activity as long as you're here it's probably going to come come around yeah and it's going to try to narrate your living event uh, away is going to try to replace living life with an interpretation of life. Yeah. And that can only happen in time. And what's before time is what we really are. That's the beauty of the message of non-duality. There's nothing about acquisition or strenuous effort or a date of arrival and then living in the fear of departure. None of that's valid because you are what you're looking for, no matter what condition you believe you're in, that condition doesn't affect the condition. Yeah, this overrides all of that, which can come and go. We have it the other way around. We believe this is produced by managing and controlling all of that. Yes or no? Yes. That's the insanity of a bizarro world. Yeah, we're using light to, to make light lighter, so to speak, yes? And instead of just realizing we're the light. And then you find yourself having an ability that wasn't acquired, but was, it was just unsuspected, which is you can outshine circumstances and situations, yeah? And you can be the source of contentment and satisfaction instead of the seeking of contentment and satisfaction, yeah? You can enjoy peace of mind. It's all the stuff we say in recovery, yeah? You'll feel this conscious presence. You'll be able to enjoy peace of mind. You'll learn like you can face life successfully. Uh, all this shit just happens, yeah? With no thought or effort on your part. It's, order, it's almost as if you've been placed in a position of neutrality. It doesn't say you arrived at that position through your effort, placed in that position, yes? And that's the spirit really of non-duality. It's not a call to arms, it's a disarming, hopefully. And so you throw a couple of like shoes out and you have the people wear them. And then hopefully they can, by putting on these shoes, it tells them all about the other shoes they used to wear. And they go, wait a minute, yeah. Yeah, did I ever arrive with those shoes? No. Yeah, they're worn fucking. <laughs> Yeah. Am I ever going to arrive with those shoes? Probably not. All right, let's sit with the complete failure of the system collapsing in on you and see you're not the system. Yeah, please. Yeah.
that's what a system can show you that's failed. It's failed. Yeah, that's its value. Yeah. What would be the appropriate response when that horse you've been whipping and, and bitching about why it hadn't got you to Oklahoma City is dead? <laughs> Will you keep whipping it and blaming it for not getting you to Oklahoma City? No, you'll get off the fucking horse, hopefully. And hitchhike or get on another one. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just, it's not like a oh, judgment day. You are such an idiot for doing, no. You just get off the horse. You realize it's a failed mechanism. It hit me when I was, read that magazine once with Tricycle, a beautiful Buddhist magazine, and a Western meditation teacher was sort of bitching about a phenomena he was having with all his old students that had been with him for 20 or 30 years, and they were all saying, nothing's happened. And I went, pulled the fucking emergency brake on that bus and got off because I maybe was meditating for like three years, 30 years, nothing's happened. I think I'm going to get off the bus. Because <laughs> I'll tell you, I'd be super pissed if I got there 30 years later, whatever. So, so you know what I mean? So like warnings, and if you, if you heed them, uh, they're probably for you, really. Because if you don't heed the warning, it's going to lead you to having to heed a warning sooner or later. But if you heed the warnings, put it to the freaking test and realize what's causing the unrest isn't everything about you, but it's you about everything. Yeah. And maybe I'm not Joyce. Maybe I'm not Paul. Yeah. And then you're on to something. I'm positive of it. If you start with, and maybe I'm not that, you'll see it. Something's going to back up that possibility and it's going to become clearer and clearer. Yeah. That you're not the thinker of the thoughts and this idea of my, uh, I see it in recovery so much, man. There's an, there's a view that you can have about a situation called a resentment and in the wild, as a resentment, maybe it can last for an hour or two, a couple of days. But when it's domesticated and called my resentment, it can live for 50 years, 60 years. Yeah. We give it life yeah, through the my. Yeah. Once you own something, it owns you. So there's thoughts. You believe you're the thinker, and now those thoughts own you. Feelings, I'm the feeler of everything. Now one feeling can ruin my vacation. Yeah, that's all the power we're giving to things based on this misunderstanding and the constant reinforcing of the misunderstanding. Yeah, and seeing everything from a misunderstanding. That's why we shared it the other night. There is no understanding of non-duality. What non-duality points out is the misunderstandings, really. It does. It just, it just brings them into such a stark contrast that it's hard not to see through them. Yeah, because you see basically the assumption I started from wasn't the one uh, Ramana mentioned, which is being ourselves reality. That's not where I started from. My head does not start as being ourselves reality. It says being self is real. Being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity is real. It doesn't say being ourselves a reality. It says being a self is reality. Yeah? 
and then everything that comes after is one of its things it does is reinforce that assumption and it's off it's that's the whole premise of non-duality you are that which you're looking for not as the you that's looking for it but as what you are yeah if you're not into that if you don't believe it then why suffer through the pangs and sorrow of an empty non-duality yeah the understanding is gonna it's gonna fail you completely even when you say to your girlfriend when you were supposed to do the dishes and you didn't and when she gets home and say well there's no paul to do the dishes it's not going to work she'll say fuck you do the dishes yeah and if it doesn't work on that level it's not working on a lot of levels you see so is it is is the possibility that hoang po is correct whatever can be perceived can't be perceived and then take that statement and then just have it there when you're hearing the narrative in the head because the whole the, na- the whole narrative is based on that which is perceived is what's perceiving completely opposite of what Hawaiian post said whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving yet in the head at the exact opposite assumption is the basis of the whole narration. That which is perceived is, can be perceived is what's perceived. I mean, how can you be more fucking off? Yeah? So which is it? Which one? Which one are you, is, is there a reliance on? Are you relying that this Paul is the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, as if it's doing consciousness? Is that the assumption? Or is the assumption that that has just been negated by Hawang Po with one fell swoop of one of Mihai's names, which is, yes, whatever can be perceived, he's seeing this body, I'm seeing Z's body, cannot be perceiving. That's what it's supposed to do. When you hear the statement, whatever can be seen, cannot be perceiving, is meant to bring into stark contrast the assumption that's wrong, which is that which is perceived is what's perceiving. That's what it's there to do. It's not about having an understanding of this, it's by having an, an understanding of the misunderstanding. Yeah? That's called negation. It's not, there's no non-duality understanding. It's, a, it's an understanding on the misunderstanding of looking through duality. Yeah? From looking from subject object, tons of misunderstandings get formed. And then they crystallize and the system reinforces it. The, the, the possibilities, the imitations of non-duality just bring it into stark contrast. That's the beauty of it. So you can see what you're not. Yeah? You're not going to see it when you're using it to look for everything. When you get stopped by the question, by that statement, what's looking is what you're looking for, then all the shit comes out in stark contrast, yeah? And you start having an understanding about the complete misunderstanding of the system that you've been identified as, really, yeah? The bondage of self makes you see through two lenses at all the times, yeah? Sometimes you're thought about as the object, sometimes you're thought about as the subject, yeah? 
it's Joyce doing something and then Joyce is pictured as an object. Yeah. So, yes. You can't go wrong if you get those first three things clear, yeah? What is, what is non-duality inviting or offering us to see? That we're the Buddha, so to speak. But they're not going to keep looking to be the Buddha because they realize that's not how it works. You arrive at where you already are by seeing what you're not, yeah? Because if you don't see what you're not, your trip will start from there, and that always pretends arrivals and departures, because that's you want to get to Los Angeles, but you believe you're in Oklahoma. Now, the fact is, you can buy 50 maps of how to get to LA from Oklahoma, but non-duality's view is you're not in Oklahoma, and then you find that you're in LA, yeah? So you don't need the 50 maps and all that shit because there was a misunderstanding. You thought you were in Oklahoma City and you wanted to get to LA, all the while being in LA. Hmm? So all the maps to get to LA are actually reinforcing the misunderstanding that you're in Oklahoma. The more you yearn to get to arrive in LA, it's doing the exact opposite. It's reinforcing the idea in your Oklahoma City. So that way we turn no more freaking maps to LA, no more talks of uh, and trying to describe the indescribable, all you are is consciousness or the void. You're gonna try to frame that as this, it doesn't work. We're gonna look at, are you in Oklahoma City? If you're not, you may find that you're in LA. Yeah, that's the assumption. That's the assumption of it. Yeah, it, it has a great, truth or, or confidence that if you see where you're not, you'll find out where you are, yeah? You, there'll be no need to look for where you are because you're already there. You need to find out where the head thinks you're not, yeah? That's all. And uh, that's how it played out with me. And it, it was really, really that simple. It's sort of, don't spend any time trying to describe the indescribable because it's indescribable or the incomprehensible, which just means you can't understand it. Yeah, so you're never gonna have an under non-dual understanding, never. You have an understanding of all the misunderstandings of the dual system, yeah, because you, it's failed. <laughs> and I walked into the spiritual shoe store, they slipped me a, a pair of shoes, hey, you can't use what you are to find, you find yourself. Bingo, all right, end of story. Became disarming, started missing teachers, no sign up for retreats, fucking, I miss meditation, so what? You know, nothing actually changed. <laughs> Basically, all the power I think things have to change things, yeah, they can change things, but they can't change no thing. No thing is always available at all times. Yeah, so, yeah. Then, then I, I hate things in sports. Say, I hate the Boston Red Sox. Do I hate people? No. But I hate the Boston Red Sox. Do I really hate them? No. But it's fun. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyone have a question in there? Did you hear it, everyone? Yeah? 
Tariq from Dover, Jesse from uh, Ireland. Sorry, folks, we had a. Uh, huh? You missed the the secret handshake. Oh well, it's a lot of people. Some many of them got disappointed. Yeah. All right. Great. Thank you. Everyone's, uh, it's just nice to see everybody. Uh, Joyce, is, Joyce is here and she's looking at, at the square. She wants to ask the question from the square. I <laughs> know, oh, you're here. We caught you. You're here live. Sit down, no more questions. <laughs> she tried to do a maneuver on us. Any, uh, anyone want to say anything over there? So now, you know, we just do the Zoom and stuff, so just. Go ahead, Jim. Um, Paul, thanks again. Uh, thanks for the other, another session. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, so going back to the, uh, the statement, you know, um, seek the Buddha with the Buddha. All I have is just the body and the mind, right? Or the seeming body and the mind. And so that's all I can use as the tool. Right. Yes. And you see the idea of how that could fail? Um. See, the idea is of course, the logical idea is to try to use what we are to find what we are. Being in a mistaken identity, but in being, there's no uh, word, there's no need for the word use. Yeah, because being is being. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. This is, this is, is basically we're trying to have an emperor with no clothes on moment, you know, or uh, where you finally, you've been walking for 20 miles and you finally stop. There, that's, that's, we want to frame that, yeah? Where there's no thought or effort, it seems like you've been placed in a position of neutrality because that's the truth, yeah? That in, in this topic, who the hell has convinced us we're not being what we are? Yeah, there could be tons of surface shit going on and it has no effect on the ocean being what it is underneath, below, yeah? The surface confusion isn't the dictating the condition of the deep ocean, yeah? And to use the surface confusion to entertain the idea of the deep ocean, it can only be conceptual because the surface confusion has no sense of that deep tranquility and 
non-movement and peace. It can only conceptualize what it would be like all the while being that deep ocean. Yeah. So it wants to use the wave to arrive at the ocean and keep the idea of the wave intact. No, it doesn't work that way. You see you're not the wave. Yeah. There's no need to think about merging into the ocean as a wave. You see you're not the wave. Yeah. And then what happens? Waves, 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 waves. Yet the underlying space of it or presence is sort of like the sky with shit appearing in it. The sky isn't affected by the stuff that's appearing in it, yeah? In this sense, the ocean isn't affected by all the waves. They're still in and of ocean, yeah? They're just appearances. So there, again, there is no need to use anything. The using of shit will lead to the realization of the failure of using shit. That's their value, yeah? That's why a lot of people are very open to the message because they've been searching for 20 years and after blaming themselves for 10 years because they didn't do enough, they should have moved to India, they should have kissed their feet longer, they should have sat on their asses deeper, yeah? They finally gave up and said, wait a minute, maybe it just doesn't fucking work, yeah? And then they may run into this statement. Yes, your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the thing you'd like to get out of. How can they destroy it? How can that which is reinforcing the problem destroy the problem? We don't see the reinforcing. That's the message of non-duality. How many people came to this without hearing it through non-duality? Not many. Sometimes a traumatic thing did it or a bolt of lightning, but most people hear about the futility of using the Buddha to seek the Buddha through the auspices of non-duality, yeah? They don't hear it through other paths because the other paths are reinforcing the imaginary self with the hopes that that self is going to become a bigger, better self and transcend itself sooner or later, yeah? We want to, we're not... Non-duality is, is, is inviting you to have an end to all that, yeah? Maybe you'll find you'll be okay today without jumping through 40 hoops, yeah? Maybe you'll be living a life that isn't based on you accruing value, but there'll be a value in just the living of it, yeah? I think it's anything concerning the self is a bondage of it, yeah? You're trying to either be free as it or, or get away from it. This, it just dominates everyone. Yes? And that's the thing. It says it has relevance enough to block you from the sunlight of the spirit. It can't. So you have to fucking, you're not going to go anywhere unless it joins you on the journey. No, it's not true. You see it as not you and you'll lose interest in it. And that interest is going to go somewhere else. In my experience, it's enriched my day instead of enslaved my day. Yeah, it's the same energy, but where it's directed or where it's going to is going to be the form of its manifestation. If you put it in the thought system, if you if there's faith in the thought system, you're going to be attacked by anxiety from what's not happening completely.
you'll be dominated by yesterday and tomorrow. And yesterday and tomorrow cannot do that. But faith in yesterday and tomorrow can do it. Faith. Yeah. And then in AA we say perhaps there's a better way. The better way is trusting the infinite, not the finite self. So first we have to become clear. Has there been great faith in finite self? Yes. And see what it's done. Yes, I see. That power is not well served when I'm directing it, especially when I is a manufacturing of self, yeah? So let's name it a higher power or the infinite, but let's hope that that faith will tend to go that way and let the infinite direct the faith instead of, instead of the finite direct the faith, yes? And you'll get different manifestations. Maybe you'll have an ease and comfort on your Saturday and expecting Saturday to be the greatest Saturday you ever had. Yeah. Maybe you won't put too many demands on Saturday because it's just like Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, Sunday. Yes. All right. I've done eight laps, five miles, shot a bow, stabbed someone on a, they were causing me to feel afraid for my own life all this shit, and it's only three o'clock. Can't wait for what five's gonna be like. <laughs> but then you'd have to do that every day and more and better. I can't just wait, catch the wave, 20 foot wave. I gotta ride it backwards, 30 foot wave. <laughs> Writing a book at the same time, a surfing blog <laughs> with a GoPro. Fuck it. Oh. It's torture. Yeah, it is. I mean, Jesus Christ, do I have to prove myself every second of the day? Yes. Oh. What have you been doing the last few minutes? Oh. Hope, thinking about helping others? Oh, no, you weren't. Oh, I swear I was. You were thinking they drank all my good coffee in the house. What? That coffee should be for everyone. Fuck that. <laughs> the only solution is I'm not that. I swear to God. It's, it's two-faced. You're not going to be able to keep one face in place. It's always going to, you know, you be, it becomes stiff and rigid, then perversion starts happening. It has to. You can't, the pressure's got to go somewhere. Yeah, you can't, it can't be either or, it doesn't work. It gets into be a war, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, any questions from the uh, Zoom? Philip, Oh, Philip. Did we, did we just have a question? Yeah, no. Jim, yes. Oh, did you, Jim ask that? No, yeah, Jim had asked. Oh, all right, I got all about it. There's Tariq, Tariq from Dover. Nice to see you. Dover, New Jersey, that is. Yes. All right, I Phil. Where? I pull. Yeah. Can you hey. hear me? Oh, from Brisbane. Yes, Phil, I can hear you. Yeah. Um, once again, thanks so much for your for your presence and your your delivery. It just amazes me how you can do it in in any sort of circumstance. It doesn't seem to be distracted by what's going on. Which sort of leads me to, it's not really a question, it's, it's just, I just want to, I guess, some feedback on, on this 
on, on, on certainty. I have this sort of certainty about, about all this, which is linked to the kind of traveling lighter. It, it's, it, it doesn't, it never seems to be need to be cranked up or switched on. It's always, always there. I'm always aware of it. It's a bit like the fruit, the tasting of the fruit or the pudding, as you say. But, but there is there still, still seems to be this demand by Philip to for that to influence and start to create a better person, you know, a better Philip. Yeah, yeah. But see, you know, that's not you. So yeah. Usually you can be pretty sure the not you always appears after the word but. Yeah. yeah. When we're doing the chair. Then it's it's first us speaking and then but and then the not us shows up. The not us is demanding that I get better. Well, it's not you. So yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is that head will demand you get better, but will never acknowledge you're getting better. Yeah. Does it ever stop? It never it never just admits that you're okay. It demands you will be okay by doing tons of shit. You gotta see its trick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought by now that it would start to kind of, you know, get it change and, and, and not be so demanding, but it, it never, it's, it, it's like, um, Well, you were wrong. You had another misunderstanding. <laughs> That's the great news. Yeah. yeah? Exactly. When you get the real thing, you realize one of the ways you get the, the real thing of it is realizing all the misunderstandings you had. You thought it was going to be, I should be a, very lofty by now. Was, no, none of that. My girlfriend should recognize the incredible. No, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't go that way. Yeah, these are all misunderstandings. They're great to be noticed so that they don't, uh, because let's say there's a whole string of them, but for, for, the, for the faith to be misdirected from that, you only need to see five or six of them. You don't have to go through every misunderstanding. You get enough samples, you realize it's from misunderstanding. You know what I mean? There's always leaps available. In timeless, timeless, timeless lessons aren't, don't take time. It's not A, B, C, D, F, it's A, J, yeah? There's big leaps. Yeah, you don't have to go through a thousand examples. There's a certain amount that will be the straw that breaks the camel's back for you. I don't know what that will be, but it's usually not a thousand. Yeah, it's just sort of like that jigsaw puzzle. It's a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. After about 500, you may be able to see the image. Yeah, you'll see it. You don't have to do the thousand pieces to see the puzzle. You'll get the puzzle before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know how you only have half of a picture, but then you can see the whole picture, yes, can't you? Or like when you're doing crossword puzzles, you need one letter sometimes. Yeah, the, the, the word has not even come by, then one letter triggers it, and then you get it, yeah? This is how mind is. Mind doesn't go from one inch to one and a half inch to two inches. It goes from one inch to like eight feet, yeah? It leaps. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. So you've, I, you've come here, Phil, and you've shared a number of, you know, the buts and the misunderstanding concerning that which is after the but. Yeah. 
this is great so that you get because these ideas of something isn't the isn't the nothing yeah they're ideas and they're actually best to be jettisoned really yeah so yeah. when you lose interest in being right about this shit uh that's part and parcel of the traveling lighter is losing interest in being right about how you thought things were going to be yeah yeah. Yeah, I thought like my knee joints would be like 15 years old. Yeah. But no, they're still old joints. I'm super pissed. But who is that? Not me. I, got, I was very rude to someone the other day and, and then I suddenly realized, wow, that's horrible. What a horrible person you are, you know? You are, Phil. I can tell from a distance. <laughs> And um, it just keeps, you know, I thought that stuff would, um, well, you know, drift into the background a bit more. That's going to happen more and more. This thing that seemed to have such an emphasis will be lost in the, in the, uh, the flow. Yes, seriously. It's a, this, I'm telling you one thing. There's a... The real, real changes are a shift in interest, really. And some of those shifts in interest, they stabilize. So it's like your plate tectonics actually change because it moves and it doesn't move back. It just moves. And then things have to start fitting around it because it's not moving back. Yeah. Yeah. And it has a lot to do with interest and attention. What pulls your attention, the interest, yeah. And uh, you come to realize something's happened. You were not there uh, causing the change. You observed the change, yeah? Yeah. See, I thought I'd be keenly interested in God with a huge interest in me, let's say. But it doesn't go that way. When something becomes so, something else becomes more unso. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not like a movie. You and awakening. It's awakening without you. Really. <laughs> it's not like a buddy movie. When I I run down the spiritual road with awakening. No, there's just a loss of interest in you. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah, really. And then you see that it's the interest in you that's been really, you know, that's, uh, as one person say, oranges, but origins. That's the, the, or, the origins of... Uh, <laughs> some people got it here. I was playing to the live audience. The origins of, uh, yeah, of... Um, the discontent is excessive interest and preoccupation with what you're not really. That's, and that can't get out of itself and it can set on a course of losing interest. That would be more interested in it. This is a fundamental conundrum. It's good to be clear about that, which is playing God can never quit playing God. It would, that would be playing God. Yeah. So the head that's playing God when it hears, I have to quit playing God, and it attempts to quit playing God, that's playing God. It cannot stop playing God. Yeah? 
So if you're waiting for it to stop playing God, it's pointless. You just see it, and you're not that, yeah? You're not that which is playing God. That's quitting playing God, yeah? That will keep playing God. That thing is going to keep telling you. It's going to give you a future. It's going to tell you, you know, a lot of shit's probably going to happen, so you might as well do something stupid now. You know what I mean? It's going to do a lot of stuff, and you could construe that as playing God. That's what it does. And so, to quit playing God isn't like you stop playing God. You see you're not that which is playing God. That's quit playing God. Yeah. So, yeah, Phil. In spite of yourself, you're traveling lighter. Hallelujah. I remember when I first started on this journey uh, many years ago, um, my, my expectation was that Philip would transform into this, into this light being, you know, this, this awakened being. But um, That everyone now, could see it, though, especially. Yeah. But this yeah. now is just so much better. I mean, how, how could it be not? It's just like it, it, it makes everything accessible rather than just you transforming. It's like this, this total space of... Of, of accessibility. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's, no, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. Can you imagine if you transformed into a light being and it sucked? Wow. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That would have been that would have been really demoralizing. Jesus Christ! I thought all my problems would stop when I transcend into a light being. And if wow. Everyone would hate you, you know, because you are you are so special, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There'd be a lot of unintended consequences. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's a great value in dog shit awareness. Yeah. Yeah. I happen to be all the time. I go to a place and when I, they, people didn't, had never met me, they treated me really well. Yeah. So they take me to dinner and stuff. And then they have to hang around with me. They're not buying dinner anymore. I'm fucking buying them a coffee and shit. They're like, as long as it became more frequent, the, the veneer, the conceptual veneer washed right away. Fucking Paul. I can't stand the guy. <laughs> I like the message, though. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, Phil. Here we're just, uh, hopefully we're all emperors with no clothes on. Yeah. And get, you know, get used to it. That's nice. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Paul. Thanks, Phil. I couldn't hear that well. Thanks, Phil. <coughs> Chris is back here. He's yelling right here. Chris is the, Chris. Chris is here. Oh, another. Oh, did I something? Yeah. Hold on. I think I turned it off. Just reopen the, the zoom. Oh, yeah. yeah, here we are. All right, Chris. Hey, Paul. Oh, I think I see um, him. Am I the right, Chris? Um, we usually have a couple. Uh, yeah, long, long time listener, first time uh, questioner. Um, without a, without a question, really. Um, I guess what spurred my uh, when you made the comment about having your having uh, beginning to think and having a first drink or whatever. Um, around 11 or 12, um, it just, it just reflected my experience 
so perfectly that um, that I wanted to ask something about the thinking. My my experience was similar. I I remember the first time that my mind made an original thought by itself. You know, like I mean, like I, I, it was clear to me that I had begun thinking at at around that time, eleven or twelve years old, and uh, you know I had my first drinking drug around that same time period and it was the relief that I sought from the torment of uh, the thinking so thank you for sharing that it was just uh, just struck me so hard as as just precisely my experience um, and lots of other good things uh, have been said of course um, I guess my my question. Uh, you you made another comment about. Uh, I, I believe you. You said we think uh, our minds do the exact opposite of what <laughs> non-duality is, and so the juxtaposition of finding the relief immediately upon finding the. <laughs> the torment, if you will, because <laughs> I think that's what we're, that's kind of what we're talking about, the torment and the relief from the torment in the chemical um, peace of mind. Um, I, I don't need the answers anymore, and I don't need to question how or why or any of that, but, it, but before, <laughs> before I got to that point, I always wondered what, what is it about this human experience that um that we're 180 degrees opposite just and it, it appears to me to be a biological physiological it's just a it's just humanness i think and um the only thing i can get to not needing an answer is is that that that's what this experience is for is to recognize that i'm not you know, that I'm just uh, the thinker and to observe that and to be free of the torment of the mind um, trying to change, to, to alter uh, reality because I, you know, went around for a long time fabricating, fabricating what I thought was real based on some things I made up, based on some things I heard. And uh, as you point out very clearly I was 180 degrees off and everything changed changed or needs to and uh so yeah knowing that I'm an asshole like you just said I don't I don't even like Paul I like the message I'm okay with that today and it's been a great relief that 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 I know what what I am this spiritual being having a human experience um, but if you have any, if you have anything to to suggest about what it is about this experience that we default to that 180 degree position, and you know that may not be true for everybody. I just it just seems to me like as a human being, the orientation is uh, you know I just see it I see it a lot around me, and I certainly experienced it myself. So. Um, I don't know if there's a question there, uh, but I, I but I hope that was comprehensible. Um, it was comprehensible. Thank you, bro. Nice to see you finally. 
Yeah, it's comprehensible. I don't really like to answer it, but because uh, again, I have an assumption. I don't really place believe this is a real place, but I would think that the ride we're on is uh, separation. Yes, thinking that we're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, and then. Um, whatever experience that ride for you entails is the experience it was meant to do. For some people it's run, it's run its course and they're at a point of questioning the system itself. Yeah. Instead of questioning everything from the system, they're questioning the system itself. Yeah. They've come to that house on the, on the road, on the street. And, um, Maybe they were driven there by torment. Other people just have an affinity towards it, but it's a pretty good, uh, you know, when everything you've tried has failed and then you stop trying, that's an incredible lesson, really, to realize that it's your own devices that are causing the obscuring and that they're not your devices, hallelujah. So. Stopping is probably the fastest way to go. <laughs> you would come to a stop because all the going hasn't worked. So you just say, let's stop and see what happens. And then, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I used to you look at it like an amusement park. We think we're on all these different rides, but we're actually the ride. This is the one we signed up for. And it's so well produced, we want, we're screaming to get off, but we paid full admission before they got put on. And they said, are you sure you want this? Yeah, and there you go. So it's not easy to get off. <laughs> but because you wanted the platinum ride, really. So, so you didn't want to get chipped, you're not getting chipped. I feel fucking different. So uh, yeah, but again, the assumption I don't believe there's people really and stuff like that. I think there's stories that uh, propel an imagery, but the imagery is not having the story. Yeah, I feel like we're stories looking for an image, and then the image is seen as me high or something like that. Yeah, and then the story hopefully is losing momentum because it would probably keep producing more stories then there'd be more appearances but then the story can become the last story you can make it's just like in recovery you come from a family of alcoholics and then it stopped with you you're not you didn't die like uncle bill you didn't kill yourself like my sister you're not drinking or using so some a line of story ended with you which is fucking cool yeah, stuff like that. So I feel, yeah, there's more of a story. And then the illustrations, the illustrations aren't, didn't write the story. You know what I mean? But the story goes better with illustrations. <laughs> and it's really like a children's book, but we take it seriously. <laughs> But you can only take it seriously as the illustration. <laughs> All right. I don't know if that made any sense, but nice to see you, Chris. Yeah. Long time listener.
Michael's next. Michael? All right. Where's Michael? Right there. Is that me? Oh. Is that Michael? <laughs> hey, I'm trying to find you, but I can hear you. I've got my video on, haven't I? There you are. I see you. I see you now. Right. Nice to see you from uh, the peninsula in Melbourne. Good to see you, brother. So, you right uh, there. Hi, Amelia, is that you? Is that mate, your hands waving? Good to see you. Yeah. Not see you. I can only see your hands. Good to see your hands. Oh, sorry, <laughs> hand. Um, That's the hand that hits me occasionally. <laughs> and it feeds you too. <laughs> That's why I don't buy the hand. I don't bite the hand that feeds me. But I don't like it hitting me. <laughs> All right, well, Michael, I mean. It's good for you. Just take it. What's going on? I, like the questions disappear, Paul, and it kind of always happens when I when I listen to you, which is great. Um, I'm doing Jeffrey Martin's course. Do you know Jeffrey Martin? The what? Do you know Jeffrey Martin? No. The Finders course? Yeah, you've heard of that? Yeah, I just did a talk with them. Is yeah. it the finance course I talked at? Yeah, I just did a talk with that group. Oh, okay. Well, Jeffrey Martin's a doctor of psychology and a neuro doctor of neuroscience, and he studied a whole bunch of people who are enlightened, let's say, uh, thousands of them. And he's kind of like done a scientific study where he's put them through standard psychology, um, you know, gold standard tests to see whether, yeah. you know, where they're at. And so I'm doing a course with him, and this is this is funny because the questions go away. But one of the questions I ask him is, "How can you set goals?" Because his idea is, if you don't, because you talked about being a light being, and yeah, it can suck. So he talks about that. People can actually reach this place of what he calls fundamental well-being, where their whole lives fall apart. They lose their partners, they lose their family, they don't care anymore. You know, they might have a, a multi-million dollar business. They don't care. It just disappears. And they're living on the street somewhere. But they're happy, you know. So he talks about as part of it, as stepping people through the process of setting goals. And that's how you, 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 set, you set goals so that you stay. You, you decide what's important to you before you go to that level. And, um, and he also talks about... Uh, parts of those levels, you can always access them. So it's training yourself to always access. So you can be in bliss and joy and love and light and just be a being of life. You can also step back and function in the real world. And um, so he talks about that sort of stuff. And I just wonder what your view is on goals and goal settings. And I mean, I know the answer. So this is where the questions disappear because it just flows, right? It's not that you're not setting a goal, it's just happening. But if that, the risk of that. I have, a goal, I have a goal of this ending soon. That's usually my goal. Well, I have right, an immediate goal. Okay, That's I'll right. stop talking. No, you wear, if you don't have a goal, you make them up. Yeah, because they're basically all made up anyway. So you have a goal. I make up goals sometimes. I'm going to find a leather bag and make it better. Yeah, and I try to convince Amelia to be enthusiastic and she isn't, you know? So it stays, sits in the garage until some poor person comes over. I go, let me show you the bag. So, like, so yeah, 
Yeah, I, I don't, but again, I, I don't believe there's a solid person before it all. That's all. So goals, no goals. Uh, a goal is awesome, and there can be a claiming of being the one who has the goal that can make, uh, use the goal for other nefarious ends, yes? That's, I'm more interested in that, is what is that, what is that or who is that that's before the goal? Who's having the goal? Yeah, and I, I feel you can have huge goals and wear them loosely, or you can be totally obsessed over small goals and, you know, and have it ruin your day. So it really is what's before everything that I'm, I, I'm keen on. And so if I know, I'm not in the camp of, uh, of uh, arriving places, because I know if I arrive places, I'm going to depart, you know. I want to, I'd rather have that cut out concerning my na own nature, that there's a rival because uh, it definitely portends a departure. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's my idea of goals. Okay, yeah? Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I had a no, goal earlier to hide the best coffee, but something happened. and All the people that came to visit got the best shit. So... <laughs> I <laughs> so, so I thank God I wear the goals loosely, you know. Yeah. Found some great coffee here, and I was going to send it to you, but I was told I'm not allowed to mail it to you. We're not allowed to mail coffee to the yeah. United States. Yeah. Hold on a second. Keep speaking. I gotta. People are calling me up here. Yeah. I found. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, oh, you can't send anything now, right? Eh? Apparently, we're not allowed to send coffee to the states, but maybe I'll smuggle oh, well, it in. When I when we come back, we're going to hold it to you. You'll have to get us right. that coffee. Yeah, coffee. Revolution Roasters, but I'll. Oh yeah, I'll, yeah. I do know. I'll send it. I think to you. Anyway. Can, you know, you took us to a very good one when we were there. Yeah, it's a different one, but yeah, I'll, I'll send it oh, to it you. Is? It doesn't get to you. It doesn't get to you. I'll, I'll oh no, it. see now you gave me a new goal, a new goal to get back to Melbourne. Perfect. Yeah, that's the thing. My my sights have been really lowered a lot. <laughs> you know, transcendence to yeah, I'll fucking fly to Australia for some good coffee. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> See you boy. See you man. Anyone else? Uh of our lovely group. Oh, there's Robert from New Zealand. Nice to see you, Rob. We got Kurt. Oh. Kurt from Redondo. Carl and Oh, Carl. All right. Well, where's Carl? Carl, have a question. It was um, me, Elaine. How are you? Oh, Elaine. Yes. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I met you in Dublin a couple of years ago. Great, I'm trying to find you, I'm looking on the thing. I can hear you though. All right. Yeah. I, I, oh, here you are, yeah, I see you now. Hi. Nice to see you guys, yes. Okay. Um, I suppose it was on the same, um, a little bit similar to the goals, but um, I think you've got some, uh, uh, a lot of mental clutter, like old patterning, but um, even though, you know, like 
often I know there's no self, I can see through it, you know, sometimes, but often really, you know, but uh, there's a lot of stuff. What, what do you say about that? Do you still, like, if it's, sorry, I'm not, I'm not uh, articulating too well, but, um, You want to work with stuff that's giving you trouble, you know, mental. If you've got yeah. issues, I'm saying you've got issues, um, but it's how you. I probably have issues, but I don't have an issue with the issues. With the issues, yeah. That's true. Yeah, the action figure has issues for sure, but I'm not having an issue with them, which is good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, say, for example, uh, this one here has issues with her issues. Um, it's like. Uh, well, then I would use the issue to question the one who has them. Yeah. 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 Which you can also deal with the issues, but use it to point to the one who has the issues, because that's the biggest issue, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. We really, you know, in my feeling, the non-duality, when it emphasized being ourselves reality, then the constant preoccupation as that which doesn't take itself to be reality, it takes itself to be Paul, is, is profoundly important in that equation, yes? So to use whatever comes up to question that has got a value to it, so... All right, we're not going to question the issues, but we're going to question the one who has the issues. Yeah? Yeah. And that questioning one who has the issues doesn't lead to not taking care of the issues or taking care of the issues. It's a separate issue in a way. We just want to see what, because what comes before brings a lot of meaning to what comes after. Yeah? So the heaviness of the issue isn't self-produced. It's because there's a someone who has the issue. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because you can tell a lot of people share the same issues, but some people travel lighter with them. Some people are incredibly paralyzed by them. So it can't be the issue itself. It's the reaction to the issue, which we are basically the name and form that's given to the reaction of the, to the issue. Yeah. So it's nice to question it, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I jumped in, but. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly what I wanted your opinion on, yeah. Um, yeah, basically to use the issue, you can still work on it, but it's, it's sort of. Sure. Definitely. It and I think a lot of things, if you're living, and you're present and available, there's a working on a lot of it without you having to be working on it, yeah? Yeah. I like the attitude in recovery that we're being worked upon. We've submitted to the possibility of being changed and it goes on, yeah. So it takes this ownership out of it, yet, and then that change has a different, uh, feeling because it's directed change so it's actually growth yeah so you you've relied on something other than you with let's say faith to begin with but now you have a deep faith because you've seen it work and you stay on the operating table and let it deal with what it wants to deal with because 
maybe it doesn't see your issues like you see your issues. Maybe some issues are helpful for some other plan to come about. And some others that you think are very valuable are probably going to be taken, so to speak. Yeah, this is about staying in the I don't know, really. Yeah, I don't know what's best for me. I really don't. I, re I rely on Amelia to tell me. No, I don't know what's best for me. Ultimate, really. And so, yeah, I stay open. Uh, you know, I lay on the operating table. I don't play the doctor and I don't get up. I just, life works on you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I started out in recovery, we talk about, and talk about an issue that I, I was incapable of having a viable relationship with another person. It wasn't personal. I was just out to lunch, yeah? And there was, there was a, an agenda around that. It made sense at one point to be out to lunch because maybe I was thinking get, I was getting hurt too much being at lunch, yeah? So, but that, that day passed, but the same standards were kept being used. So they became old and it was time to outgrow it, yet the head was never going to outgrow it. So I got in recovery and a lot of shit I had been conveniently avoiding for years caught up to me a lot. And I accepted the invitation. I just gave up. You know, you're a fraud. I felt deeply how fraudulent I am. And then I was free from a lot. And, you know, I'm an asshole. I did want to be an asshole, but I admitted I was an asshole quite a lot and all this stuff. And so what I was, all those issues I didn't want to deal with sort of started dealing with me and I'd let them be as real as they wanted to be. And they showed me they're unreal. Thank God. Yeah. But I was never going to arrive there by constantly denying them all day. So AA allowed life to catch up to me. And most of the shit I was afraid from wasn't of life. It was of the mental, you know, the mental activity. I was living in complete fear of a mental here. All the while on, on a surface, the mental here, and all around it was the real here. It was incredible, really. I wanted to get out of that mental here and I'd do anything to fucking get out of it. Yeah. But I thought the mental here was the here, and it wasn't. It was a big misperception. And when it finally was corrected, the, the issues seeing so big and large got right-sized, really, seriously. When the sky gets bigger than the clouds that are appearing in it, you start seeing things in a right-sized way, yes? The cloud isn't fucking everything. It's appearing in the sky. So... Yeah, I hope that helps you. But yes, issues abound, yeah. I would say mostly the issues I experience as an action figure are physical, physical disability from getting run over by a car twice in the same night. Yeah, I couldn't even get over the first run over. It was like a, a quick combo, run over, then run over again. Yeah, so yeah. So, and uh, some things aren't there to be changed. Some things are there to be fit around, yeah? This is the art of living, to still have a quality of life when there's certain uh, major uh, obstructions, you know? To me, that's the art of living. 
to be able to fit yourself around things instead of constantly wishing they were different, you know? Yeah. I hope that helps. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome, honey. Nice to see you call there. Yes. Nice to see you call. You're welcome. And remember, you know, there's a there's a space in these zooms that are very health. They're very uh, healthy. Yeah. There's a good atmosphere at these talks. It's while you're breathing it in, it's doing something. It's very good. I can feel it just telling you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyone else? Uh, no. John Kate does say last five or ten minutes. Pow. Oh, yeah. You get a pow. A pow. All right. Well, let's say goodbye to everyone, eh? Because we got all these people. Yeah, here's, uh, here's some of the. Yeah, this is costing me overtime. So fuck. Let's go. Yeah, there you go. There's the Buddha up on the wall. Nice. Yeah. Yes. You know we're gonna have a we're gonna have a lottery. It's a thousand dollars a ticket, but you too can be in this living room for a live event. Look at these are the past winners. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's uh, say goodbye. So, we're gonna have more live meetings soon, sooner or later. I mean, going to places. I hope LA soon. All right, let's say goodbye. All right, we got Mike is right here. I guess he won't be saying goodbye. Mike, we we got Kerry and Judith. Thank you. Paul. Lovely to see a little. A little uh, cabal from Hawaii. Very nice. Uh, wait a minute. Oh, this guy started saying bitch slap in Long Island. That's good. You better watch out. I don't know if they'll allow that. We got uh, Carl and Elaine. Nice to see you, Elaine. Yes. Hi. Richard, nice to see you. And I know Edda is lurking somewhere behind there. Nice to see you, Rich. Traveling well, I know. Yes, fantastic. I'm so, I'm so pleased that I had the opportunity to meet you, Richard. Very nice. Yeah. We got Jamie. Jamie, nice to meet you, Jamie. Yeah. Yes. Hope you come back. Hopefully, we see you again. We got Gio from Brazil. Nice to see him live. Yeah. There you go. John K. As always, just had a pow and a wow. Yeah. We got Philip from Brisbane. Nice to see you, Phil. I'll be seeing you in the future, I hope. Next year, maybe, in Byron Bay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We should come back. Coffee here as well. Yeah, I know you have good coffee. Don't worry. I like the coffee in Byron, too. But, uh, yeah. We got Kurt from Redondo Beach. Uh, he may be the first people that sees us on the road. Yes. Cook up that situation. He's got to unmute. Let him speak, Mike, can you? Let him speak. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we can't hear you, Kurt. Yeah, you can't hear you. I know, that's, that's oh, because I'm not, I'm not speaking. No, I was... Uh -huh. no. Yeah, we'll get you down here.
It'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Tell, just talk with me. Amelia, so, we still yeah. have a coffee cup. Tell Amelia we still have a coffee cup. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll be getting <laughs> everything we left there at your house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, bro. We'll talk. Enjoy. All right. Nice to see you, Mike, from uh, the peninsula. We'll see you soon. I hope. Yes. Jenny, always nice to see you there. Yeah. Yes. Jenny, have you been here before? Yes. It's, uh, yeah. Thought so. Nice to see you. Where are you from? Uh, Toronto. Oh, Toronto. Yeah. Fantastic. I'll be going I hope too. I hope so too. That's why I miss your Wednesday nights. It's just too late for me to stay up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll take care of that for you. We'll, we'll be over in Toronto. Excellent. We'll have it at, we'll have it at noon. Perfect. <laughs> we had Glenda O'Driscoll. Yes, always a pleasure to see her. We got Mike. Mike is taking a nap. He's out cold. That was good. Tommy, nice screen. <laughs> Kenneth from uh, Vancouver. Ten Kenneth started in Toronto and then moved to Vancouver. Yeah. Now he's just going to drop down and be in Novato anytime. And my camera is working now. What? My camera is working. Oh, good, good. Oh, was it? Oh, it's good. Good. Well, we all we like seeing you. All of everyone's going to eat now. Linda, Linda, nice to see you, Linda. Always a pleasure. They're getting rowdy, rowdy here. The people. Chris. Always, uh, always a pleasure, Chris. I like to see you. We got Roman from Germany. Fantastic. Hey, keep it down over there. Yeah, Michael. Nice to see you, Michael. Oh, Sonia. Always a pleasure to see Sonia. Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. Roman from Germany. Tariq from Dover, New Jersey. Joseph from France. Always a pleasure. We got Connor from Dublin, I think. Yes. We got Susan, formerly known as Suzanne. Nice to see you. We got Jacob. Uh, let's see who else. We got uh, Rob Helma makes a guest appearance. Yeah. Nice to see you, Rob. We got Johannes. From Germany. Oh, there's Jesse from uh, Ireland. Nice to see you. We got Chris from Lexington, Kentucky. Wow. We got Bernard. I think he's from Austria. That ninth happiest place in the in the new, new survey, I think. Austria. Christy. Nice to see you, Christy. I don't see you not moving. It's a picture, but here you go. Rich A. John L. from Huntington, Long Island. Deborah M. We got Oliver from Berlin. Uh, we got Rich. Uh, we got those. We got some phone numbers. We got DM. This is Gary uh, from the corner. I was in one of the phone numbers. Oh, oh, there he is. I haven't seen the man from the corner. Great. Yeah. My internet's on the blink, so I phoned in. Oh, it's nice to hear you, bro. Good. All's well? Good talk. Yeah, thank you. All's well. 
All right, great, great. All right, well, thanks everyone. I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you on Tuesday, hopefully. All information's on the website under events. So here's the dog being shown. What's happening? Thanks, Paul. That was the sound of, of crushing bone. It was the dogs sitting next to me eating a bone. All right. See you. There she is. I see her now. There she is. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye bye. Thanks, Paul. Yeah.